Chof Aleph, Famud Aleph, seven lines down at the two dots. The Mishnah had said that Yeshchus Tayla Gimel Shanim. You could have the woman who went through the whole Soto water procedure, even though she did have the adulterous affair with that guy. There's certain meritorious things she might have done, which could delay the effect of the water. Uh, we had said one year, two years, three years. Now, what meritorious thing would be able to do that? It has to be something very unique and special. Zechus Demai, asked the Gemara. Question mark. Well, Ilema, squiggle around the Ilema. If you want to say that it's the schus to Torah, it's the schus of Torah, well, that doesn't really work for a woman because ha'ena mitzuva ve'osahi. She's not one who's commanded. And men have the commandment to learn Torah. And uh, much greater is one who's commanded to do something and does it as opposed to someone who just does it of their own free will and accord. And therefore, she might do it, but it's not like so great. Ella? And this is really approach number one. I put a number one in the margin. I squiggle it around the Ella. Ella zechus to mitzvah. There's many other things Hashem told us to do. Mitzvahs, it's the zechus of mitzvahs that she has. Now, do we really say that the zechus that a person has from a mitzvah they do is enough to protect, and in this case up to like three years from the potential negative effect of the Soto water, zechus to mitzvah, mi magna, from the word magain, does it really protect kuliahai that much? Question mark, comma, vehatanya. We have a brysa. Brysa goes till about the eighth of the wider lines. First word line is ha'ahava, and that's the end of the brysa. So says the brysa. Ezudarash uh, Menachem bar Yossi. I would uh, box from Menachem bar Yossi and uh, call him number... Roman numeral one. Quoting a Pasuk in Mishle, the Pasuk says, Ki ner mitzvah v'tayra or. In comparing uh, like uh, things that we have in this world to mitzvah and Torah, it compares mitzvah, the uh, fulfilling the commandments that the Rabbanu Shalom gave us as incredible opportunities, to the, a ner, like a lamp, and the Torah uh, to or to light itself. Or the the pasuk, the pasuk in Mishlei links mitzvah to a lamp and Torah to light. Colon. to tell you Two different gears here. will say ena meira If you have a lamp, okay, as long as it's got oil in it, it works. But it's temporary, the ability to give off the light, to give off its benefit. Af mitzvah, so too, that which a person does a mitzvah, the tremendous benefit, ena megina, I squiggle under ena megina, it won't protect from other things that could happen to the person, elef it's, it's a temporary protection. Kama, I underlined here these two words, veshat taira, but or the taira, the, the Pasuk and Mishnah linked Torah, Torah learning, to Light itself, ma or just like light itself. Meir la'ilam, light is always light because it's light. Aftaira, so to the Torah, which is like light, megina la'ilam will protect forever. Ve'oimir is another pasuk that uh, indicates this, um, also in Mishlei. It says, Bisalechacha. Uh, when you go in it or walk in it, it will uh, pleasantly guide you. 
that is Bisalecha Tanchoisach is Oilam Hazeh. The Pasuk continues, it says, Bishachbecha Tishmar Alecha, in your lying down, will it guard you or protect you? That's referring to the Yom HaMisa. And then when the Pasuk continues, it says, Vahakitsoisa, he tesichecha, and when you rise up, it shall be that which you discuss or talk about. That equals Lasid Lavai in the future. Mashallah, the famous mashallah now that the uh, Tanaic source brings. Imagine you have a person. He's walking, it's in the middle. Now, Ishain, you have like the Ishain, like the black of the people, it's really dark, the darkness of night. Basically, very hard to see anything, it's not impossible. And what's a person who's uh, traveling along in that type of situation afraid of? From uh, thorns, sharp things, uh, holes, pits, uh, potholes, uh, barcana would be thistles, um, broken glass, um, barbed wire. Ooh, he's also afraid from the chayera, the, 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 the vicious wild animals, I mean, I'll list him, the bandons, and he really has no knowledge of how he's supposed to go. Okay, now there's going to be various stages of things that happen. Uh, three stages, actually. Number one, nizdamna loyavuka. If uh, he realizes, oh, look at that, here's a, uh, here's a torch, an avuka, nizdamna uh, loyavuka shall or, uh, so too, this is uh, comparable to somebody who has the merit of being Mekayim a mitzvah, Nitzel, he gets saved from some sort of uh, challenges that he would otherwise, and in this case, the parable, he's uh, saved, he can see now, so he doesn't walk into the coast in the thorns, or Bachasim, the uh, potholes, the uh, Barkanim, the thistles, Vadayin, however, still, it's the middle of the night, he's traveling, he can see, but he's misery, he's terrified from Chayiran, Listim, uh, from wild animals, from gangsters. And he still doesn't know whether he should go right, go left, which way he should go. Kama. Number two. Kevan Shalom, once, so to speak, the morning light has come, Nitzel, he gets saved from, this is similar to when the person has Torah, because then he has the uh, eternal light, he gets saved from the Chayera'ah and the Listim, those would be, let's say, from uh, doing a virus, because he's got Torah now, and from all sorts of uh, Yisurin. He still doesn't have a roadmap. His uh, GPS doesn't work. He doesn't have his sat-nav. He doesn't have any uh, 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 ability to know which way to go. Stage three. He gia le peroshas drachem. He reaches the crossroads. Um, crossroads is really that that moment or that point of clarity. So too, uh, you can say when this person reaches the final day of his life, the Yom Misa, and he realizes that he has not distanced himself from Torah, he gets saved from everything. Okay, that's one understanding. And this would be the second. And the first understanding was brought to us by Menachem Bar Yossi at the beginning of the Brisa. Here's the second. Avera mechaba mitzvah ve'en avera mechaba Torah. An avera will extinguish the schar of the mitzvah, but an avera will not extinguish 
uh, the schar of somebody who is engrossed in Torah learning, which again seems like uh, mitzvahs, they're really important, but they're, they are not able to protect that well. Shanamar, like the Pasuk indicates in Shir Hashirim, when it says, this is the first part of uh, Shir Hashirim, uh, chapter 8, Pasuk Zayin, the first part of Pasuk Zayin, Mayim Rabim, Es Ha'ava. Mayim Rabim is not able to extinguish the Ahava, which Rashi says is referring to the Torah. That's the end of the Brisa. Okay, now the reason we brought this whole Brisa is because we were trying to say, is it really a Zchusa Mitzvah? Is that strong that's able to protect? And apparently it is not. Wait, now the Zchusa Torah is one thing, not the Zchusa Mitzvah. So, Amr of Yosef, Vesha says, really, the Schus Mitzvah is strong enough to be Megan, to protect from Yisurin Kamin. And when it says that it's not Megan, according to Tanakama, that means it's not Megan from future hate, from future sin, because the Yetzirah is still going to be raging, and it might be that the person in the future will still do Averis. So says Rav Yosef, you're going to compare the positive benefits of Mitzvah and the positive benefits of Torah. Mitzvah, which I underlined, but in a da'asik, but at the time that he is involved in doing the mitzvah, migna u matzla. Uh, migna, it'll protect from Yisurin. Matzla, it'll save from the Yetzirah. Um, basically, uh, while a person is involved in the mitzvah, no uh, possibility of something uh, negative, uh, of him doing something negative. However, but in a da'asik, but when it comes to mitzvah, he's not involved in the mitzvah, Aguni Mignet will still protect from Yisurin, but Itzula Leimatza won't save from the dangerous um, motivation that the Yitzhahara could give a person to do something negative. Kama. Now that's Mitzvah Torah, which I also underlined. Beidme in a Dasikba, whether it's the time the person is involved in it, Ubeinbe in a Deloyasikba, or at a time that he's not involved in it. Magna Umatzla. It'll do both. It'll protect from. Uh, the Surim, and it'll say from the Eitzahara. Really? Didn't we have, though, ask the Gemara now, some fantastic Torah scholars who seem to uh, be tripped up by the Eitzahara, Maskifla, either Rava or Rabba, we'll call it Rava, Elamiyatza, well, one second, if that's the case, a Torah, even when the person is not Isaac in Torah, it'll be Megan and Matzah. What about the uh, biblical characters and the uh, Shaul and Shmuel and David story, Doeg and Achitoifel, Miloy Aski Betaira, they were uh, some of the greatest Tamidichacham of that time, Amaylei Hagina Alayu. Why didn't it uh, protect? Which Rosh does a Kolaymer, is Amaylei Tatsilenu. Why didn't it save them from the mistakes that they made uh, after that? Ella, in which case the Gemara comes on to a new approach. I squeal on the Ella, El Amar, Rava, we have to bump everything down in its protective nature one step. Torah, which I underlined, be'idna di asikba, when the person is involved in it, mignu matzla, it'll protect from Yisurin, it'll save from the negative, uh, 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 trying to convince a person to do something negative, it's hara, be'idna deloy asikba, when a person is not involved in learning it, and this is I guess what we're saying happened to Dogen Achitoifel, Aguni Mignon will protect from Yisurin, but Itzuli Loi Matzah will not protect from the Yetzer Hara. That's all in Torah. However, Mitzvah, which I underline, Bein Be'in Hidiyasikba, whether the person is involved in it currently, Bein Be'in there, or at the time, Deloi Iasikba is not involved in it, Aguni Magna will protect from 
Yisurin itzu loy matzah, but it will not save from the Yitzhahara. Kama. Ravina is a whole different approach. We had originally asked at the beginning of today's piece, um, what's the schus that the Sota woman has? And we said, well, if it's schus of Torah, she's not commanded, so it can't be, it must be schus of mitzvah. Ravina says, no, it is the schus of Torah. Ravina, amr la'olam schus Torah. Not that she should be sitting and steiging in Torah, but rather, udekamras, that which we had rejected the Torah approach, it's the schus of Torah that she has. Eina mitzvah va'isa, true. Nohi granted mifna. she as a female human is not commanded to learn like a male is. However, she's got a husband, she's got children. Beagra with the scar or the benefit or the, the reward that she causes her sons Nakarian to read psukim, learn psukim, umas nayin, and as would be the mishnah. In other words, that which she makes sure that her sons learn Torah. Vinatru and that ladies wait for their men, for their husbands, ad asumi baby drush till they come back late from the base marriage, whether it's late at night or late from a different city. Miloy palgin behadayu. Do they not share as equal partners along with their husbands? So true, they're not commanded to learn, but as somebody. Uh, a woman who has uh, children certainly has that schus of Tyra, semicolon. We had set up at the end of the uh, brysa that uh, the person going through the dark and then he gets a flashlight and then the sunrise and finally reaches the crossroads. My Pirashas Drachem, what are those crossroads that we mentioned uh, up above? What is that specifically referring to? So three Pshatim. Amrav Chisenlein, his name, he's the first. This is a Talmud Chacham, V'yoyim Misa. He's a Talmud Chacham. It's the day that he dies, and he knows that he basically has not uh, thrown off the yoke of Torah his entire life. That is the cross he's referring to. Rachmar Yitzchak Hoyenderlein is the second, number two, Amar. That's actually referring to, that crossroads is referring to, yes, a Talmud Chacham, but a Talmud Chacham who has also mastered Yiras Chait. Yiras Chait, is uh, not Yerasa Einish, but the the absolute total perfection in 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 focusing a person that he should be terrified, not in a trembling way, but in a good way, from even thinking of doing a chait, which would possibly not give him the ability to have the most perfect relationship with Rabbanu Shlomo that he can. And once he's reached that stage, that's like the precious Shracham. Marasutra we underlined is a third Pshad Amrazu Tamil Chacham. It's referring to a Tamil Chacham. But a specific type of Talmud Chacham, his approach, his teachings are the ones that are accepted by the Jewish people to be the actual practice. In other words, like a posek that people go to and listen to. Period. The Tanaic source that we had about uh, 12, 13 lines ago also had a Davaracher, a second shot. And we're going to focus on this right now. I put the right angles in. Davaracher, I squeal on the Davaracher. Aveira mechaba mitzvah, vein aveira mechaba Torah. Close the right angle. That uh, person has aveira, it could um, extinguish the benefit of the mitzvah, but not of Torah. Amrav Yosef. Darshe, Rabbi Nachman Bar Yosef, the high Kroki Sinai, the following drusha brought to us from Nachman Bar Yosef, who's got clarity as though it's like Torah at Sinai itself. And if only those biblical personalities of Doeg and Achitofel, who did get themselves into a bit of trouble, if they would have darshaned the same way, they never would have chased after David. Dixiv, like it says in Basuk Tilim, and I guess this was known that this was the David and Melech approach, Lamor. Eloikim Azavai. 
uh, saying that the uh, Lord has left him. That's what they said regarding uh, David. They thought that Hashem wasn't with him because he slept with a married woman or it appeared that he, he did. And uh, we're not going to get punished uh, for, uh, for you know, what we're doing to him. My Darush. Now, what did they uh, darshan? Well, there's a pasuk at the end of uh, Chumash. It says, V'lo Ervas davar, uh, Hashem doesn't want to see any sexual morality amongst you Jewish people. Because if he does, he'll basically uh, leave the scene, and that would be horrible. That's what they thought went on with David. and They didn't know, however, that Avera, true, even if it wasn't Avera, Mechaba Mitzvah, that it can uh, extinguish a Mitzvah. The Ein Avera, however, Avera is not Mechaba Torah, and I guess they didn't realize that David also had mastered Torah. Period. My, we had a pus that we quoted at the end of the brisa up above. The Mayim Rabim Layuchul Chabai is that Shira Shirim, Perekhes, Pasuk Zayin, the first part of it. Now, this is the second part of that Pasuk, and we're going to ask how we understand that. How are we supposed to understand when it says Buz Yavuzu Loi? So, what do we do with that? Amar Ula, that Buz Yavuzu Lo is not like the following examples. Uh, says Ula, not like Shimon Achiazaria. And not like Rabbi Yochanan, Debei Nesia. These were people who had arrangements uh, from the beginning that there would be, say, one brother who uh, works and the other brother learned, and the brother who worked would support the brother who learned, and they would split, I guess, in what the working brother made, and they would split the benefit of the Talmud. It's not like that. Ella, it's rather like Hillel and Shavna, two other famous brothers in um, the times of the Mishnayis. Dechi Asar of Dimi Amar. Dimi reported in Bavel the following story of what had happened generations earlier in Eretz Yisrael with Hillel, the famous Hillel, as in like Hillel and Shammai, and his brother Shavna, Achihav, they were brothers. Hillel decided to take the path of Asak Batayra. Uh, he engrossed himself in Torah learning, and uh, he was, we know from many stories, destitutely poor. Shavna of Adiska, Shavna's brother, went into business and made money. Now, they had no arrangement when this started. However, Lesaif, at the end, when Hill became the great Hillel, and Shavna, I guess, had made uh, a lot of money, uh, Amarle, so Shavna says, hey, what do you say? Ta kam na'arayv v'niflag. Let us join together and we'll split it. And, you know, I'll give you half the the wealth that I made and you give me half your Torah learning. However, Yatsa Baskov Amra came out a heavenly voice that said, oh, no, no, no. Imitani shes kol hain besa. Even if a man gives all the wealth of his household. Um, and then, boys yavuzulo, they will uh, surely scorn him, uh, ridicule him. You, you can't do that after the fact. You know, the person who bought the winning lottery ticket for uh, $100 million is not willing to take 50 cents from someone to split the lottery ticket. Beforehand, maybe, but not afterwards. The uh, Tanaic source that we had back in the, let's see, the Mishnah and Daf Chafamad Aleph had a few opinions. Uh, here's two of them. I put this at right angles. Amar Benazai. I box Benazai. I am Benazai. Chayav Adon Lamed Es That actually a father has a chiv to teach his daughter Torah. Rabbi Eliezer, who we also box Eimer, his opinion was different. He says, "Call Melamed Es Bitei Torah." Any uh, person who teaches his daughter Torah, Melamda Tiflus, teaches her um, sensuality or physical intimacy. Um, really, some sort of like guidebook to intimacy is Torah Tiflus. Ella Ema, no, what we mean when we say that is, Ke'ilu, 
lamda tiflis. It's as though he's taught her tiflis. Why? Because Torah learning sharpens a person, gets them to be uh, quite, um, almost like potentially cunning, and she understands those ways of cunningness and could sort of be much more subtle in what it, she does and how she does it. That's the ki'ilam da tiflis. I'm Rabbi Vo, my time is Rabbi Lazar. What's Rabbi Eliezer's reasoning? That he says if a um, father teaches his daughter Torah, it's like Zohi taught her this tiflis. Well, Dixiv, it's like the Pasuk says in Mishle, which is uh, uh, talking about a marshal for Tyra, Ani Chachma Shachanti Arma. I am wisdom, in other words, like Torah, Shachanti, like a Shechina or a Shechuna. I will live or I'll dwell with Arma, which is cunning or, or underhandedness or. Uh, um, uh, slickness goes into a person when a person learns Torah and, and, and that, that wisdom enters into them it also comes along with it which is important if it's used properly an armumis, a kind of cunningness and uh, that's what a father will end up teaching his daughter if he's teaching her Torah Verabon and the other rabbi, specifically Ben Azai what does he do with this Pasuk? Hi, the Pasuk of Ani Chachma my Ovid Lay. What does he do with that pasuk? How does he understand it? Well, me by lay the kid Rabbi Yosef Rebchanina. He would eat it for that. Da Amar Rabbi Yosef Rebchanina ain't divreter miskaimin. It's a different drasha that for somebody really to 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 learn and to keep their learning, the words of Torah are not established firmly. Ella, bemi only the type of person and that he's willing to basically make himself literally like naked on them. He's willing to give up. Everything he has for Tyra, he he clears his schedule with nothing but learning. He's willing to become poor. He's willing to not have anything. That's the type of person who can truly acquire Tyra. Shneemar, like the pasuk says, Ani chachma shachanti arma. I am wisdom. I am Tyra, and, and I dwell. I become uh, one with Arma. Period. The words of Torah basically are only established within someone who makes himself as though he's a nothing. Like the Pasuk says, Where do you find it? With a person who basically looks at himself as though he's a nothing. Said the um, uh, Mishnah back on Davchaf that Rabbi Yehoshua uh, had said that a woman would prefer. Uh, a little bit with Tiflis, me Tishikavin u Precious. In other words, a woman prefers a little bit and and uh, um, uh, sexuality as opposed to a lot of wealth without much uh, intimacy. Now, the way it reads is sounds like very strange, almost like, a, like an orgy. Like, she doesn't have to have that much, but she can be uh, sleeping with guys. So, my Kamar, I think that's the Kamar's question, is it, the, the mission, the way you read it, it doesn't sound right at all. Hockey Kamar, so the Gemara explains that this is what is meant. What Rabbi Yeshua said was, Rotsa Yishibikava Tiflus Imoi. Now, Tiflus has possibly a negative connotation as like uh, sexuality. But if it's Imoi, I underline the word Imoi, with her husband, in other words, a good, nice, healthy, physical relationship, even though there's not much money in the bank account, that's preferable to the average woman, the typical woman, Mitisha Kavin, than a much bigger bank account, Uprecious, and separation from physical intimacy with her husband. The bishop said, Who Haya Oimer? He used to say, and we listed off four things in the Mishnah that are uh, destroyers of the universe. Uh, we'll go over those four uh, now. We'll actually see the first uh, one and then maybe a little bit of the second one. Um, 
shaita. I put in a number one in the margin and boxed it. Three lines later, first word on the line is arum. I put a number two in the margin and boxed it. And chaf beis amud aleph, about fifty-eight percent of the way down the amud. Last word on the line is besula. I put a number three in the margin and boxed it. And if you flip over to chaf beis amud beis on the second line. I put a number four in the margin. So the numbers in the margin correspond to the four things that were listed off in our Mishnah. And here we go. Here's the first. Hey, dummy, what exactly would be an example of a, I underline these two words, put it at right angles, because it's a quote from the Mishnah, chasid shaita. Chasid is usually something that we look very uh, positively upon, but yet there's something called a chasid who's a shaita, and they are like destroyers of the universe. So what would be an example? Kagain? Like a situation, de katava itita there's a woman who's drowning in the river, va'amar, and this uh, fellow says, lav oirach ara listakuliba, it would be improper for me to look at her, va'atsula, and thereby save her, and he doesn't save her. That is a chassid, but he's a total idiot, he's a fool. There's a time and a place for everything, and this was the wrong time and the wrong place for him to have said that and done nothing. Okay, that's what a chassid. Shaita, like the deed itself might have um, chassid-type um, elements to it, but is a foolish because there's a time and place for everything. The second thing that we had mentioned, and this will take us uh, to the top of Chaf Beis Aleph, a Rasha Arum, a cunning, wicked person. Hey, Chidami, uh, how do you have a Rasha Arum? I put Rasha Arum in right angles, underlined it, and we're going to have, uh, let's see, seven Pshatim from here till we get to the top line of the next Amud. What are examples of a Rosh Aram? Amar of Yoichanan, I circled Rabbi Yoichanan, he's number one. Zehamatim dvarav ledayan, koidim shavoy baldin chaveray. This is referring to a person who will kind of like discuss the sugia with the judge who's about to judge his case, and thereby even subtly, but bias that judge to be able to see the case clearly because of the way it had been presented uh, to him earlier, even if it wasn't like a direct presentation, but like a, just a, a learning, uh, schmooze in learning with one of the defendants. That's a Russia. Aram would be a person who engages the Dayan who's going to see to his case in, in that type of conversation. Rabbi Vau, who I circled, he's number two, Aymer. What is a Russia Arum? It's a cutoff point for everything. There's a cutoff point in salary when you go from the 17% tax bracket to the 23% tax bracket. And and so too, there is the cutoff point. When is a person halakhically considered an ani, where he's allowed to take all sorts of gifts to the poor, like a shikhupe, and then at a certain point, he's no longer an ani. Uh, that uh, point is um, said by the Chaman to be at 200 zuz. So imagine if you have a poor person, he's got in his bank, let's say, 199 zoos, and you give him one. Now, that certainly uh, is a, uh, a Russia, but it's Russia Arum, because like he was just giving him money, but what he's doing is putting him up into the higher income bracket, so to speak, so he's no longer able to get all the benefits of being poor. It's not like the Mishnah says, Mishnah in Peya, uh, Mishnah Yomis, one I understand is right around here now. Mishiyesh uh, Masayim Zuz. It is a person who, uh, excuse me, the Yushalmi, not the Mishnah Yomis, Yushalmi is in uh, Peya at this area. Mishiyesh Masayim Zuz, a person who has 200 Zuz, uh, that's his uh, net worth. He's considered not poor enough, and therefore, lo yitol, he's not entitled to take Leket and Shikha and Peyo Maisrani, comma. However, dinner. let's say he's got 
199 in the bank, he could take another uh, amount, even if that amount is a thousand. So the Rosh Aram, as understood by Rabbi Fo, is somebody who gives that little bit to the poor person, but it, it bumps them up uh, to the point that they're not allowed to take charity anymore or to the next tax bracket. Ravasi, who I circled as a third approach, Amar, he says in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Zahamesi Eitzah Limkor Benechasim This is somebody who, what is considered a Russia, or a person who would give advice to a person to sell when there's uh, minimal assets left. So you have a father, he's got a bunch of uh, daughters and sons. When he passes away and he leaves a big estate, so the sons inherit and the daughters will take from the estate. When there's not that much left over, though, basically the boys, if they need money, would have to go either work for themselves or, or beg door to door. The daughters get that little bit for their uh, wedding uh, needs, their uh, marriage expenses. So Rabbi Yochanan is saying a Russia Arum is someone who maciates and gives advice to um, one of the uh, sons to sell the assets in the Chasmuatim. Which we know the halach is, Amar Avasim Rabbi Yochanan, Yisaymim. If you have uh, children who are left, their father has passed away, Shekad Mumachan, they're not supposed to, but if they go ahead and sell some of the assets at the estate, in a situation now, if there's um, plentiful assets left to them, then fine, they're allowed to. But when there's not that many, they're not supposed to. But if they did, their sale stands and their, you know, it stands, which is a very wicked, a cunning wickedness to uh, recommend to the boys to do that because then the girls aren't getting what they should be getting. Abai, who's a fourth pshat, I circled him. Amar, another type of uh, financial advice that could be given to sell when it comes to um, uh, assets. And here's the case. Desanya. If a brisa, imagine if a person while he's alive, he says nechasai lach. I'm here by giving my assets to Bob the acharecha leploini. And after you, Bob, when you're like no longer around, uh, I'm giving them now to Carl. Okay, v'yeridarishin umacharachal. Now the first one who's got the assets, they're not really his. They're his as long as he's alive, but it goes to someone else. So uh, let's say he went though and sold those assets and then consumed the proceeds. Hasheni might see miyadalakuchos. The second guy is actually able to repossess them from those who had purchased them. That's according to Rebbe. We, however, going going according to an underline of Shimon Gamliel, uh, Baye is saying that when the Mishnah gave an ex- as example of Rasha Arum, there's like Shimon Gamliel who says Ain Lasheni. Nope, the second guy only gets whatever's left over by the first. Not true. The first was told it goes to the second guy afterwards, but. Um, a Russia Aram, according to Abayu, would be somebody who gives advice to that person, listen, just go ahead and like sell the assets and you know make sure you use up the money. Um, and Rosh Hashanah said that would be good, and that would be a Russia Aram. Rav Yosef Bar Chama, who he circled as a fifth Pshad Amar of Sheshes, Zeh The way Rashi explains this, literally someone who induces others to act like he does. Now, he convinces others to act like he does. He appears to act very piously, like a chassid, and gets others to kind of do that. Now, what's the motivation? This guy's motivation is that he's really internally rotten. He's uh, doing all sorts of things, and so as not to get people to look after his genuine ways, he, he sort of uh, has his public persona of convincing others to be uh, all good. That is the Russia Arum. Reb Zrika, who I circled, is a sixth pradama Rav Huna. This is a person who is lenient when it comes to himself, but stringent when it comes to others. Uh, whether a person wants to be lenient on himself, after he's learned the halachas, and lenient on others, 
both in halacha, in hashkafa, or strict with himself or strict with others. But as long as there's that consistency, when there's the inconsistency, that is the uh, rasha arum, similar to the Ravis uh, Barchama Pshad. And another similar Pshad, Ulo, who's the last one, we circled Uli, number seven, Amar Zeh, a person who, Kara Vishana, he's learned Psukim, he knows Mishnayas, he actually like learns his Mishnayas out loud and seems to be a, a real uh, Torah scholar. However, Lo he has not. Now, literally, it's served Torah scholars. It's basically the uh, Gemara's way of saying he has not learned Gemara. He hasn't learned the, the reasons behind the mitzvahs, uh, the reasons behind the Mishnayis, the uh, principles uh, by which and only through which a person is able to come to correct conclusions. That would be the Russia Arum. Adkan.